She wore, she wore, she wore a yellow ribbon. She wore a yellow ribbon in the merry month of May. And we, the arse, and that's the FA Cup song, and I don't know the rest. <laughs> we, the arse. <laughs> we, the Arsenal. Well, that is the song that Arsenal play whenever they get into the FA Cup final. And also, coincidentally, the song they play whenever they win the FA Cup final. Because it happens every bloody time. Lads, I don't know why I wake up in the morning and actually watch the games when I know they're <laughs> going to win the FA Cup final. It's it's getting boring at this stage. I know, 10% Jesus. of all of them are won by Arsenal. See, I thought, I, I, I thought that if Giroud was on the other side, it might be equal. You know, it might give him a chance. But it proves that he is not the FA Cup king. He is an FA Cup fraud. In all fairness, he is the, he is a big part of the reason Chelsea scored. He is currently suffocating in David Luiz's back pocket at the moment. I think it's more like he was he was significantly hampered by his like key partner in that like creative um, partnership up front was carted off the field. I hang on, ten minutes in. Um, in the second half. Into the second half, he had a whole half, and he created one chance. That was it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, guys. Anyway, Arsenal won the FA Cup, as you should know. Cool. That's what we're yeah, that's what we're this. celebrating today. It makes us yeah, uh, one, like two, three, four, fourteen. Also, it is seven in a row. Oh my god! Oh, not seven in a row, isn't it? Every yeah. year, but we've won yeah. the last seven. We haven't lost since two thousand and one, where Liverpool decided a handball. Uh, a shot on the line meaning Thierry Henry didn't score and us being cheated out of it which makes this year even much better since we were we were cheated into it yeah. and lost yeah, the redemption we, we were so much cheated because Thierry Henry he saw that he fouled that one away he thought do you know what decent move yeah you I'll, think of, I'll think of the time and place he, he put says, that one you in know his back what? pocket he brought if it they're going to let us away with that I know I, when I can use I, that Good lad. He didn't want to see Ireland embarrassed in the World Cup. I understand. <sighs> we <laughs> would have enjoyed every minute of it. And you Come on, do you think Ireland? Do you think the Irish players would have would have like survived down in South Africa? I don't know. It's the same as Eurovision. They're just kind of like we can't afford to host it, and we can't afford to send anyone to it. So we're just going to be trash every year. Anyway, we're still. Um, so Arsenal won. Arsenal two one. Yeah. <laughs> Going down one 0 to uh, an early Captain America goal, but then bringing it back by th- by going back to the days of Stoke and going all oh, long ball football over the top. Got yeah, a penalty. Real route one football. Got like. the goal. <laughs> yep. Second half came out. Chelsea had a had a few injuries. Aspilicueta went off injured. Pulisic went off injured, and then Captain Aubameyang, Captain Gabon. We'll go with that. Yeah, got the Captain. winner cracking goal Nick, uh, what was it it was a beautiful run by Bellerin out the, out the Pepe who had the ball on the string the entire game put it through to Aubameyang done the moves on Zuma chipped it over Willie Caballero the second yeah. best Argentinian goalkeeper on that field oh yes <laughs> big up Martinez big up and to be honest Chelsea did not come close for the rest of the game no, and there were still about 15 really. minutes between no. that and them getting the guy sent off for God knows what reason. For reasons. I think that's what the referee yeah. put on their Just like Jorginho didn't get sent off in the game in December and then went on to score the equaliser. So, Chelsea fans, all evens out. I don't know, lads. It, it's good to be on the other side of this. 
in all fairness, I will say, I don't. It definitely had an impact, but and it was definitely not a red card. But it was two one at that point, and after that, when when Chelsea were down to ten men, Arsenal just sat back, and you can't imagine Arsenal would have played the exact same football had it been eleven on eleven. I don't. I don't know, Matthew. I think we played that that way of football for most of the game. Well, no. I, well, yeah, Arsenal was... were very, very deep after they were two one up. After oh, the red card, they were even say, All I will say with regards to that is that this was not a great game for uh, midfielders to show off their prowess. There I, wasn't a, a good deal of uh, of uh, future future salary checks uh, written off the back of this game for anyone who was working in the midfield. There, uh, you, I think the only one Danny who might Ceballos. come off. Was the man well, actually, I think the only one who came out positively from there would probably be Ceballos, and that's mainly just because he is looking to um, looking to engineer, I think, some kind of something for himself, because he's not going to get minutes starting at at, uh, at Madrid. Thing is, he I probably think. should get some minutes at Real Madrid. Yeah, because he is pretty good. I just don't think. But well, he I was probably the actual man of the match in that game. Aubameyang got it because he got the two goals, but you could argue. That Ceballos played the best game. Oh no, he he was the he was the heartbeat of that team. Thank thank you, Neil Mopé. <clears throat> thank you. <laughs> so first of all, he got Leno injured. Not great. Uh, but Martinez Martinez played fantastic. So you never know. You never know eh, if Leno was on. We might not have won. It was just know. the way. It was well, so emotional. It's just the way it, it's worked out. And he also got Gendouzi to choke slam him. Meaning Arteta was done with Ganduzi and started to play Ceballos, and since then Ceballos has been our best player. So I so, rescind my award yep. of Dickhead of the Year to Neil Mofe and say he's my. I'm putting up a shrine. Year. PFA Player of the Year. Yeah, Neil he, for being a massive dickhead. He's the just the unknown hero of it all. He's the he's the guy working in the shadows. He's the Dick Cheney of he's the, uh, the Arsenal success. He was watching He's that the, game the, thinking, uh, I did this. The butterfly that flaps its wings so in Argentina that causes the hurricane in New Mexico, whatever. <laughs> what Neil, Mopé, Neil Mopé puts out Leno's leg and then, you know, a couple of weeks later, Obama Yang drops the FA Cup. <laughs> that uh, was amazing. They told him, don't lift the... Like, it came off and he looked at it like, did I break the fucking trophy? <laughs> when it came off the mount. <laughs> He was just like, what the fuck? And they said, no, you're all right. So he lifted the whole thing upside it is, down. <laughs> it actually was only his third trophy he's ever lifted. Yeah. I, I, first one is not knowing what to do when they win trophies and messing it up is one of my favourite things, to be quite quite. Frank. That's what happened. This is the, the we're, we're truly feeling the effects of COVID-19. <laughs> we're truly feeling the effects because they are not handed the trophies. Or the it's medals, chaos. like them walking past, they left the wee box and waving. Well, they, um, I was going to say they did a they did a thing in one of the in one of the Formula One races, and I think this might have been this might have been the second or the third one that they did this year. But in one of the races, they had the the trophies delivered to the three drivers on the podium uh, via little remote controlled little robot boxes. So they had these little kind of like black box robot things on wheels and they had a trophy sitting on top of them and they would just get like remote control wheeled out to the driver who would sort of just pick it up off the thing and then it would and off it would go away again it's the future the future is no humans remote control they're just going to go to remote control everything in the Formula 1 remote control cars hopefully 
hopefully the the future soon will be robots playing sports against other robots and then we can no. have full on things because once once it's robots against robots you don't have to worry about anyone going studs up into a challenge you can have full on demolition derby games yeah, but we already versus Arsenal we sort Leeds of versus already Arsenal the way it was meant to be played and you could like bring back classics you know just all Terry Henry playing through Ted Drake as he goes through on goal Exactly. He's one of our top dream. goal scorers, guys. For you history nerds, back in the thirties. Um, so yeah, uh, can I just uh, we brought up Anthony Taylor before and the ref. Fair yeah. play to him, Poor man, guys. man of the match. This is his. Poor he's guys. the only referee in FA Cup history to ref more than one FA Cup final. Yeah, which is which sort is of amazing. insane because there seems There's to be only three referees at all times. Yeah. I will say uh, he made one mistake in that game, which was a fairly large mistake, but at full speed, made, that would, would look like a yellow card made, tackle. I would say he made it, uh, one or two mistakes, and he made several judgment calls that could have been viewed. Are we on about the like, 2017 one or if, this one? If you're, if you're, no, this one, this one here. If you're a Chelsea fan, you can easily come away from this thinking that he is he is a sh- absolutely shite referee who has completely fucked you over. Um, for for a couple of reasons, I mean the first, the first yellow for Kovacic is barely a yellow. And oh arguably, no, that's that's a yellow. That's a very clear a yellow against no, Kovacic. No, that was a no, that was a yellow. That's silliness. No that one, one can argue that. Kovacic that went was in a bad tackle. with pace, and he just dove at him. It was de- it was it was recklessly. Shaka had the ball I, and he I, just dove in. I think that was the I, yellow. I reckon, the he lost control was not that one, that one was that one was debatable to me. That was not a solid yellow card, and there was a little bit from both players, and they were both. And because you could you could tell from the way they reacted as well, because it wasn't like like, you know, it wasn't like Shaka was 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 uh, was very obviously like injured or anything like that, or there was some huge problem. He he no. kind of he kind of saw what was happening and made a decision to react. Oh yeah, he played hey, and then. And then you I saw Kovacic going, oh shit, yellow. that's Shaka. I'm going to roll around because usually most refs gives him a yellow <laughs> for breathing. Yeah, I think neither of them should have rolled around at all, but it was it I, was a clear but, yellow for me. The play act had passed me off. Well, but, but to be fair as well, Shaka, Shaka put his foot over the ball. He didn't actually make contact. He, he put his foot, he missed the ball, went over the ball and almost stood on Kovacic. Aye, and Kovacic, Kovacic still went in sort of recklessly with pace. Yeah, he dove as soon as you dive on like that. Shaka you can was inches away there from getting a stamp on Kovacic, which may well then have been overturned. It probably would have been a red um, if, as, he, as if a, he did stamp on it. Against him. Yeah, but he like, didn't. He was That's very, very lucky to come away with that, Scott Free. Well, it had... like, not from, from, from the, a sporting perspective, it was a reckless move for Shaka to make because he overplayed the ball and then he reaches for it, misses it again. And then is just absolutely bailed out by Kovacic coming in and doing a slide that maybe if he had known that Shaka was going to overplay the ball, he wouldn't have had to make. Yeah. Well, one was Kovacic being aggressive and the other was Shaka just being a bit shit with his right yeah. foot. He was also more likely to... Like, he stretched for an eye, but Kovacic had to dive for it. But anyway, like it had nothing on the control. second one, which in fact yeah. was... Shaka uh, standing Dying. on Kovacic yeah. and Kovacic <laughs> pulling his foot away and just making Shaka lose balance like at full yeah, speed the, the yeah, it, looked like, it looked like a swipe at full speed but then when you look at it at all 
it was it was acting from Shaka massively. Now this is the same ref who I brought up twenty seventeen. Because <laughs> Nick, do yeah. you remember both you and Matthew, do you remember the first goal in twenty seventeen? I I remember watching because I think did we not watch that in the same yeah we room? we were in the same we were in the same room watching it and so it was a clearance on to Sanchez and San, it, Sanchez had his arms up you know because I thought it was hitting his fist hit his arm yeah. went over the top and he carried on but Ramsey in an offside position made a move to the ball to which Courtois yeah. reacted they kind of going all right I'm not going to run out and then Shaka went in and tapped it in because Ramsey let it go because he was offside yeah. The, uh, the linesman put it up for offside. Anthony Taylor went over and had a word going, Law, it's Chelsea. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I just went, go. <laughs> and then even even in the... Because like, Moses dived, uh, didn't he? He tried to get a penalty and he dived and he got a second yellow. Which, by the letter of the law, was the right move. But you never see someone give a red card for a dive. Like you can, like that's you the should, thing. but you never see it. You never see it, but you can't. It is, it is it, within the laws of the game. It's one of those things where there is there is a difference between the the rules that are written down in the book and the rules that the players actually play with on a day to day basis. And it's when also, you have a situation like that where players are used to knowing that you will get carded for this, you won't get carded for this, even if it is written in the book, that doesn't happen. Then you card them for something that fundamentally players. Just, just on an average day in in you know League One, don't get carded for, then players are going to feel kind of aggrieved because of that. I mean, even if even if it's in the letter of the law, you do kind of have that that feeling of, well, hang on a second, this is you know this is like not not the way this is normally handled. I'm being like unfairly punished in excess of what normally happens, and so you could I could definitely see people being upset with that. And also players, if you condition them to think this is okay, then they're going to play that way. Yeah, Anthony One Taylor is also the ref who allowed Harry Maguire to kick Badishway. Is that his name? Badishway in the Bashway. balls later on the season and did not give anything. <laughs> well, this is that the problem with VAR, though. Like, like he give a second has a good comedy bone. <laughs> but like, it's also VAR seems to be leaving people out. Like, he give a second yellow there, which resulted in a red. But since it wasn't a straight red, VAR couldn't say to him, "Oh, here, yeah, mate, you've made a slight mistake stupid. here." Like at full that's, speed, that, that, that is... tackle looks completely different. But in VAR, it was clear that it was actually a foul the other way. No, so Frank Lampard had words about that after the game. Yeah, it's completely idiotic. I mean, you have the capacity to review that. You know that if it's a normal red card, it's a decision where a player's being sent off for a straight red card you're going to review that. So what you're stating there is that this is the sending off of a player is something that is important enough that we're going to intervene with VAR and make sure that it's it's correct. But we also think that if it's a second yellow, it, it doesn't matter. So you can just send them off regardless and we're not going to go and check and make sure that's correct. Uh-huh. Even though those two situations have the same outcome. Well, so are you deciding when it's important to use VAR based on the importance of the outcome or is it just completely arbitrary? Well, let's hope they fix it for next year. Yeah. So none of this awful nonsense ever happens again. But for I now, will say, I still for think now Arsenal we'll be won that very game. happy. <clears throat> Arsenal won that game no matter what. The referee was just guaranteeing his I mean, came up. No. We had about Solid 12 points for... ruled off for bad decisions last year. I'm taking it. I'm yeah. bloody Solid taking game it. For, uh, for both um, both Aubameyang and Pepe, I thought. Like oh, my God, yeah. Kind of absent a bit in uh, some of those Like parts. I said, that is 
that is part. Lacazette's more of an attacking midfielder. He's a defensive attacking midfielder. He did a bit in the first half, and then he he wasn't looking up to much in the second half, and then got subbed off. Um, (laughs) He was subbed off, and then Enkeria decided to do his best headless chicken act. (laughs) (laughs) Like you could see a bit of a difference. But I I really did think that that. both Pepe, Pepe were doing very well I mean Pepe at, at various points seemed to be playing at midfield and at centre back I wasn't really sure what was going on but the centre back one scared the shit out of like, me taking the ball off an attacking player in his own box oh yeah and, and then stumbled over to the centre back and yeah, stumbled he <laughs> but thankfully he has the balance for like... <laughs> No, he does. He then, feels like there was other moments where he was trying to play the ball out from midfield and I was just kind of like what position is is he? No, he, 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 does, he, he feels like his physical stats and like agility and balance are just checked up to 99 in the FIFA game and he's just some well, he's, lads <laughs> just smashing the, the analogue like the left analogue stick he's going right, we're going this he's way just, now we're going that way we're going this way now <laughs> no, but it's just, what it is is it's somebody who's playing FIFA who hasn't who doesn't know where the button is to swap player and so he's got the same guy running <laughs> up, up and down the pitch doing everything and they've turned sliders on for that one player <laughs> yeah He's just he he's Dravidio, but he can hit a ball. Offside, he's Dravidio, only he's technically amazing. It's like he yeah. cuts inside, and it's like it's like the people's elbow. <laughs> it's his signature move. It's like really hard to stop. I, I was annoyed when Lacazette got a free kick, which was just in Pepe's shooting uh, range. No, it was a better. That was a better place for a right footer, though. Yeah, I know. I, I get that, but Pepe is known. Any goal he seems to have scored. He's curled on top corner like that. Yeah. He's he's a good... He takes corners. He's a good free kick taker. He's scored free kicks for Arsenal before. It's not as if he doesn't have form for it. He and scored he a goal. Penalty, like... he, won the, um, he won the free kick. So I, I, I was kind of on that one thinking, you should let him have it. He won the free kick, but he really took, should have took a shot there. He decides, oh, I can take a shot here. Or I can beat Christensen two more times and leave him on his arse. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the kind of one where he miscontrolled the ball. Uh, and his back was the Alonso. He miscontrolled the ball, and all of a sudden, he puts the ball between Alonso's legs and sprints around and tries to do a one-two with Tierney or with Bellerin. I'm really, I want him. Like this is what we're missing. We need Pepe to start playing like this all the time, all just every week or every 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 second week. I'll be happy. And it's a shame, obviously, that Maitland Niles was offside because that would have been one of the better FA Cup final goals. Oh, absolutely! He took that well. Bar that one was at Liverpool and someone like West Ham. It wasn't West Ham, maybe, but it was just an, it was a similar goal where someone just curled it beautifully, top ends. But what Kizarla? Kizarla against Hull. No, oh, that, no, that one happened more recently, I suppose. But don't know where you're well, on. Not worrying about me trying to fact get, check Get this. your stats. Actually, bring research before you start making accusations and stuff. No, it was true. Yeah. <laughs> research. Don't know the meaning of the word. I was, I was, I was a little bit confused in the, in the second half of that game. Um, I have to say, I I did not think much of um, Lampard's substitutions. I wasn't terribly impressed. Uh, Lampard seemed to get it wrong today. It was fucking West Ham in two thousand six. I'm right. Sorry, gone ahead. Both, they, both of my they, grandparents they were well. very happy because they both, for some reason, they, hate Lampard. Why? I, don't I like know. him as a manager. And it's not like they're a married couple. Like it's my mum's mum and then my dad's dad, and both of them just despise <laughs> Lampard. Is there any kind of reason for that? It's just the bridge. They just the don't like the, for the families. They don't like the look of him. 
But then my, my granny, every time she sees, she got the mention now, but anytime she sees Klopp, she's like, oh, that's a nice guy there. That's a lovely looking boy. What a lovely lad. <laughs> what a lovely looking boy. That's a, oh, I like the cut of him. And then the radio comes on and all of a sudden she's spitting venom. You know what, your, gran- your granny's hearing an English accent and is fucking appalled. <laughs> yeah. like, I no, prefer I, them I, Germans just, to them English. I don't know. Because the, the the substitutions that he had is was because this was the this was the the, um, the bit where you've got you have to make three at once, so they've they've got this situation now where because you've got five subs, you have five players that you can rotate, but you don't have five opportunities to make substitutions. You can only do them um, at three points in the match, and basically what happened was he'd done his first two. He'd done one when Pulisic got injured, uh, and then he'd done as another well. one. Yeah, he'd, he'd done another one for for um, for Aspi when when he went out, um, but then we got to this point where Kovacic basically got his red card, and then uh, almost immediately afterwards, uh, Rudiger got a yellow, and then uh, basically he was in a situation where he had ten players on and he he wanted to make some changes, so he had to make some changes all at once. So he took Rudiger off because he just got a yellow. I suppose fine, and he puts yeah. Hudson Odoi on, which. I don't know that Hudson Odoi has had an amazing year. He's been kind of anonymous this year. I mean, he he was seemed to be doing really well last season. He's a talent. This season. Well, he, he had a he had a whole thing where he had to take a few months off because there was a bit of Global an investigation pandemic. going on with him. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't know. I haven't been terribly impressed by his, his season so far. So I wasn't I wasn't sure about that. I mean, to me, that one was just purely like Rudiger's got on a yellow, so we're taking him off because we don't. You want someone who can actually put on a hard challenge, basically, if you need it. Because credit uh-huh. to Chelsea, they didn't completely they did a bit, but they didn't completely yeah. deflate been down to ten men with. But then the time left. To, to, to me, to me, the issue mainly is is afterwards is he took off he took off um, Giroud and Mount. And he swapped them out for Abraham and, and Ross Barkley. And Abraham didn't seem to do anything after he got yeah. subbed on. Yeah, it's really almost like Giroud was still there in it. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just can't I can't remember a single time that Abraham touched the ball, honestly. Um, and to me, the real problem was that um, Chelsea were getting absolutely walked in midfield by that point. Yeah. Because they, they had seemed to be kind of doing okay. Like in the first half of the game... Chelsea seemed to be in control for the first like half an hour maybe and then Arsenal kind of took over and were putting on pressure and they were putting on pressure um, for a while um, and then you know eventually they uh, they got their they got their their um, they got their penalty um, and then and then after they got their penalty Chelsea just seemed to deflate and from that point onwards Chelsea in midfield didn't really seem to be able to do much of anything and I just thought this was amazing that you've got Kante sitting on the bench, who has been, you know, he's been he's been clear to play and everything. He's he's not it's not like he's still injured, but you've got Kante sitting on the bench and you're just leaving there when you can't hold on to the ball for your life in midfield, and you need to get the attacks going. But what's the point in in subbing on Tammy Abraham and Ross Barkley if you can't get the ball to them? Uh, I well, don't you think need it was interesting. Kante on, I guess. I just I just think it's daft. Probably had his reasons. Uh, I don't you know. Only know. I agree he with you. Like, but did, but... He seems good, as Connor said. Uh, like at the time, he does seem to know what he's doing when it comes to substitutions. Your boy, uh, your boy Arteta, sure does love a drinks break, though. Oh, that, completely that's the under thing the, the cross for the first twenty odd minutes. 
Then they That's got so, that hitch yeah. to you one. Boom. Ready to go. You're not it's meant like to actually give tactical advice during the drinks breaks, but Arteta don't care. He's, 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 he's <laughs> spent plenty of time at Man City. He uh, screwed the rules. So I only t- there's no there's no manager gets on with his players for a drinks break and doesn't fucking talk to them. Oh, Everyone does it, including Lampard. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's it's absolutely stupid. I mean, and it just breaks up with, the flow of the game. Completely. The idea of of having to have drinks breaks because we're playing. Oh, we're playing in the summer. You're in fucking England. Yeah. I, 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 what, what over the weekend it was about thirty eight degrees in it London. It was warm, but like. It was bad. Like I went outside and I was like, "Oh Jesus!" A, a gust of warm, wet air. Uh, Connor, you were a few miles away from London. Where am I, Georgia? Uh, no, I, I mean, just I just think it's a bit of a joke. I mean, there's you've got you've got countries all around the world in far hotter countries than England that play you know games in you know in hot weather in hot conditions and that don't have. Stupid drinks breaks in the middle. Yeah, but you that's know, probably if, if because somebody... they do that. I agree that they shouldn't have drinks break at this point. But I thought initially it was because they were worried about making players run in the heat after not running that often during COVID. But at this point, they should be well used to it. No, it's 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 a bit idiotic because basically it's it just sections up the game now. So essentially, what we don't have two halves. We've got four quarters now. Yeah. So we're now playing hockey or or fucking, you know. NFL or whatever, NFL, yeah. instead of playing, um, instead of playing football, we, we, this has now become a different tactical setup for managers, and you can tell it's all about quarters. As soon as the players go off to do a drinks uh, drinks break, the managers are right in there, getting them in a huddle and talking to them, and they're having maybe a sip of water as an afterthought while they listen to what their manager is telling them about the formation and about the other team's players. I, no I appreciate noise it. To even hate it. If it's working for Arsenal, then I'm all for it. That's all I can say. Lampard had the same chances as Arteta, and you should be able. He you did. should be allowed to make. Uh, it's like 45 minutes is almost too long. You should be allowed to make some tactical, uh, tactical changes up and up and close. And you saw that. I don't mind the because, tactical uh, changes part. I just don't like the fact that it kills a game. Bomb. I think. Chat, I think that the way Jesus. the ways that managers have handled these situations prior have been perfectly adequate. If a manager really needs to say something to the players, he can shout it over to them, or he can he can you know he can communicate with the, you know one of the wing backs or the centre backs who's nearby him, and let them pass the message on. He, there are ways of doing this that don't require the whole game to come to a grinding halt. Yeah. So do we also get to talk about the other comeback player of the year? Um, thank you, Chelsea, for David Luiz. Yes, he had a great that game. That was very satisfying, especially after the whole uh, Giroud thing last year where they won the Europa League and Giroud's caught on tape saying, thank you, Arsenal. But David yeah. Luiz, unlike Giroud, is too classy for that. So he won't be seen. But I will <laughs> say it for him because you, I have none of that class. Thank you, Chelsea, for getting rid of your best defender by far compared to Rudiger and Zuma. I think that Azpilicueta is probably still their best defender. Aye, but well, Azpilicueta has defender. half a hamstring. So, actually, Azpilicueta isn't... I think he's a bit past it. I mean, what is he? He's a, a right-back turned centre-back who's obviously lost his speed at this point and well, that's why he's cannot play a high line to save his life. He's like, if Nacho Monreal was shite. 
Anyway, thank you, David Louise. <laughs> Everyone was terrified about Giroud uh, being this big physical presence. Controlled him most of the game. Boy couldn't get a sniff in. And apparently, Absolutely just enjoyed his halfway through. Hey, good for him. Nice he did something in the Very first nice five minutes. At the start of the game. He did something in the first five minutes, and for the rest of the game, he was rolling about in the floor. No, he should, that he there should have been more. He should have been more selfish. He should have, he should have just taken a few. He should have been a good. Times I think where he was, he was trying to play people along. I would have liked him to just try and go for it a bit more. But he's just you know yeah, he's no you know Lacazette or Aubameyang. He's just you know not that level. Lacazette, Lacazette, Lacazette wasn't. Lacazette, Lacazette was similar to Giroud in that in the fact that he was quiet. Alike. Giroud does not play as a midfielder despite being a striker. That is the weird Giroud tactics actually, that Arsenal have. I don't think Giroud played much different than any other game. It was just the player, as the midfield wasn't there either. So uh, you would have had to do more. For Chelsea was completely absent. I'm going to. I'm going to try and bring up a quote I mean, after from after Pepe. the first half hour. After the first half hour, the the midfield for um, for Chelsea was was just terrible. Until Pulisic got the chance that, funny enough, pulled his hamstring. He, they were quiet like Chelsea as well they had no real chances and then he had a great chance pulled his hamstring about nine steps before he took a shot I, um, I you don't, obviously him. you don't like to see injuries happen yeah. but it's not like he broke his leg well even then if it, if it was just a bad strain well, has he, he'll be has back he by the start of next season or is he, it'll be a pulled we don't know hamstring if it was a, we don't know if it was a serious tear obviously it looked bad he the way was he was walking. screaming Fair play to him. He screamed and then continued to keep going. I, I, yeah, but he shouldn't. You really shouldn't do that. No, he made, he made I, the mistake. There, I know. Man. I know. It's players' instinct to do that, and 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 all the fans will be like, "Oh, look at him soldiering on." But you shouldn't. You know, like this is it's your this is your career. Your you know your entire financial future depends on your ability to play this sport. Do not sacrifice that potential for one potent one shot on goal that you might make that is going to be compromised anyway by the fact that your leg now doesn't work properly. You know, just just protect yourself, keep yourself safe. But if you pull those injuries, that's not how we do lot. it in America. The way he we ran after it, he was end, saving boy. his leg at least. So if he pulled his hamstring, his leg was not going to like his foot was not going to kick up as well. I don't think he tore anything as such, but it was yeah. it was enough to take Captain him off. Captain America fights for the rights of every man. If if you if you have already damaged oh. your hamstring, and then you go for a big extension like that, trying to kick a ball, you can easily make it worse. So could yeah. stop him dead. Sure he though. He would have had worse. to continue on a bit. If he stops dead, that would do it way more damage than a couple of extra steps. Like, they slow him up. There's more clips to it. Like that you see after, like you see a lot of people pull their hamstring and they kind of just go down, and it's kind of painless. Down. He was yeah. screaming, he was screaming yeah. in the tunnel in the videos after. And Maybe he's just soft. The fucking league's gonna come back in about six weeks. Time, what four or five weeks time? He is not gonna be ready for that. Like he might miss so, a while. Uh, six weeks, he could be if it's just a muscle pull or a bad muscle. Uh, just the way it, the way it looked. It if he doesn't need surgery, he will be back w- before the league start. All I'm saying is, Matthew, this could be very damaging to the 20-21 player of the year. Very damaging. Well, Pepe is now taking the lead, as we've seen. Yeah. Uh, one final note. One final note. There's a guy on the bench uh, for Arsenal called Smith. Didn't play a minute of senior football this year. Uh, 
blonde haired guy more of a youth team player just called up they fell on the squad depth he now has more trophies than Harry Kane yeah just putting that out there Arteta has been the manager for what now six months seven months whatever yeah he's won more than Pochettino did at his time at Spurs this was Spurs' greatest decade in their career most successful one in terms of uh, positioning and whatnot. And they had zero trophies compared to Arsenal's worst decade ever. And we had four FA Cups. There's is no. this Arsenal's? I don't think this is Arsenal's worst decade ever. Well, I don't know. Maybe during fucking World People War People have quoted bad. that because I think I've read that someone just said that off the cuff. But they're comparing it to the fact that in the previous decade, they were in the Champions League every year and were the Invincibles. So in all yeah. fairness, And even it's in, the, a big in the 90s, act we follow. didn't do as bad as that. We were never as bad as Aeth in the 90s. That is, it's short term, it's short term memory to be fair. Yeah. Just, just saying. to say like, oh, because Nick, Arsenal were really good Nick, in the 2000s. There's levels to this, is all I'm saying. There's levels. Spurs' glory is obviously <laughs> worse than Arsenal's <laughs> shit. Yeah, that's the thing. Our worst like seasons is still a very decent performance considering everything that went under it. And now... Arsenal advanced straight to the group stages. Wolves, sadly, will need to win the Europa League uh, if they want to play possible. in Europe next year. And yeah. Spurs get to travel to the darkest corners of Eastern Europe. They play uh, football s Krakow, or whatever they're called, in three different rounds. Hopefully getting a bit of frostbite while they're out there, <laughs> right before the Premier League the, starts. You'll, you hate to see problematic. it. The problematic thing for Spurs with this is that whether or not they uh, make it through those qualifying rounds does actually have a somewhat significant impact on their transfer budget, especially as we know um, Spurs are are notoriously not a team that likes to splash out too much. Um, So bringing in money through things like European football is an important factor in how much they're going to be able to spend on players and not having certainty with regards to that budget until later on in the season is going to hinder them a little bit in the transfer market it may um, it may not be much to their liking I hate to see it anyway (laughs) 14 (laughs) FA Cups this is our this Wembley is our pitch I don't care if Spurs play there Wembley is Arsenal's Arsenal have won there more times than Spurs (laughs) we probably have at this point (laughs) Alrighty. At one point, Jacksonville so, had won there more times than Spurs. I wish, I wish we could wax lyrical about the FA Cup for an extra eight hours. I have watched highlights of the games about ten times right now. What a fantastic ending. Arteta is now technically more successful than Klopp in his first uh, half season <laughs> at Liverpool. It's not even technically, that's true. Yes, yes. Same <laughs> league position, last time. One more trophy. And so obviously we're winning the Champions League in a few years. And all the Premier League champions within what four? Exactly, Aubameyang and Willian will be club legends. Tearing shit up. (laughs) Alrighty, uh, so we can move on to non. There's other sports in the world, even though this is the world of no sports (laughs) podcast, but there's other sports. Yes, the world of sports. Anyone got anything? Some bits and pieces going Uh, on. Breaking news, actually. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, okay. I want to stay quickly in the world of of round ball football ball. I love volleyball balls. Volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> um, because there is there is just a tiny tiny bit of um, stuff going on with um, the prem. Because now that the prem is officially finished, um, there is some hokey pokey 
you know, in out in out, shake it all about going on with um, transfers and players and things. Uh, one uh, one big move that has happened, or semi big move, I suppose, is that uh, is well. I mean, there's a couple of things going on at Bournemouth. First of all, uh, Nathan oh, yes. Ake has moved on. Sad times. He he is going to Manchester City to become another one of the uh, legion of invincible robot humans that Pep employs to win games. And also at Bournemouth, uh, Eddie Howe has left the club. Uh, this was reported as being by mutual agreement, uh, but we both we uh, we all kind of know who is mutually agreeing to whose terms in that situation. Yeah, it's just like a breakup. Yeah, we we both mutually decided to break up. It wasn't. Yeah, it says says the AFC Bournemouth board while they're <laughs> sobbing over their pictures of Eddie Howe. We didn't like Eddie um, Howe anyway. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah. They, meanwhile, they've still got all of this stuff in a box in the attic. Yeah. Back. It's we'll all right. Burn an effigy of them it's all right. They got Solanke. They'll be. They'll be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. A little. A little bit um, with regards as well to uh, um, the uh, individual awards. Uh, Bruno Fernandez uh, wins the last uh, PFA uh, Player of the Month award for July. Uh, probably. The last PFA Player of the Month July award that's going to be given out for quite some time, I'd imagine. We'd hope. That's uh, just going to be an interesting one for him to have on his shelf, you know. Just to uh, <laughs> make his, his claim to greatness. <laughs> you know. Can't wait till it's on eBay. Messi, Ronaldo, any of these fucks, they, they might be good, but did they ever win Player of the Month, PFA Player of the Month in July in the Prem? I don't think so. So he'll have that on everyone now for a while. Um, and that's most of what I had to to note. Um, yeah, the only other one. No, I think yeah. No, I think that's that's mostly it. That's mostly it. Lovely. We're going to so moving on. News. We have <laughs> breaking news. Outstanding. Yeah. There's a lot of NFL news. Oh, sorry, sorry. NFL. I mean football. American football news. Because if you can sell American football. If you can sell, then The Rock <laughs> is buying. Perfection. Dwayne Johnson himself is now a part owner of the XFL. <laughs> 2020 to... is the gift that keeps on giving. It's just the fact that it's like he's inherited it as another wrestler. So yeah. who's going to uh, get it next? <laughs> he is. He has done it for everyone. He's done it for the people. XFL was very well received. He's clearly going to appear in at least eight other WrestleManias now because of this. Vince just handed it to him. Maybe he's going to appear in Saudi Arabia one time. I don't know. But That's it does give hope for the XFL. Yeah, so the the Rock is uh, partnering with Redbird Capital in this venture. I have never heard of them. I know nothing about them. It's probably not a never real Never heard company. of them. Fucking love them. Wish them well. Love them. They're the best company ever. As our Twitter handle will tell you. We're fans of the XFL on this podcast. <laughs> XFL is for life. It is. It's not just Bullet probably Club for anymore. Life. It's XFLs for life. No, <clears throat> keeping it. So wrestling. hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, we can see a return of uh, of what is it? The, the Seattle Dragons. Oh yes. Oh core. The uh, the St. Louis. The the real Washington football Fuck team, it. the DC Defenders. <laughs> Don't remember what it was. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Maybe that's where they tried to it. chop it down because. The Washington football team wanted the name DC Defenders. That's it, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's it. The Rock's just going to sell. He's bought it for like 15 million. He's going to sell it back for 16. 
Selwyn. <laughs> I'm just, I'm very, nice. very pleased at this because the, the, the XFL was a league that emphasized gambling. And they were like, oh, I, the over under <laughs> for this game's 82 or whatever. That'd be it's also that's the fact like, that the scoring, like the extra points, the fact that you could have up to three, was it? It was like uh, one, two, and three. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like yeah, there's points. different ways of doing it. Like beside, you Depending know, how most many teams, yards you wanted to to go for. Yeah, and you it know, was like always most teams have like the uh, oh, it's like under underneath, it's like their record. It's oh, they're two and one. Oh, they were like oh, the Seattle Dragons are minus four point five. <laughs> <laughs> they had the gambling odds on it. The odds on it, yeah, that's huge. <laughs> and plus, the XFL was further ahead of the NFL when it came to actually going over, uh, seeing what the refs were doing, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They did a lot of interesting things this time because they they had this guy, the guy running it, wasn't he like Andrew Luck's dad or some shite? Yeah, did not know that he was. He was was Andrew Luck's dad, and then Vince Um, McMahon was trying to sue him or something. (laughs) (laughs) No, because he because he wanted to be paid the money that he was owed. I'm sure, which Vince is used to um, the way he treats wrestlers. But um, but going on then. They, they had quite a lot of, of good positive innovations to the game because one of the things that is a problem with the NFL is that it's so much of a kind of like big lumbering sports behemoth that it's incredibly difficult for the NFL to kind of like innovate and change because everything is so entrenched. Whereas the XFL can come along and say, fuck it, extra points. Yeah, one, two, three, whatever the fuck you want to do. Just yeah, figure, sort yourself out. Do you know what? Here, you choose. And, and you can do things like that. Like, they can change the way um, punting works. They can change the way kickoffs work. They can change the way that refs handle situations. They, they can do any of those things, and it's entirely up to them because they are they are kind of, like, in this market where they need to be new and innovative. And that made it interesting. And it also meant that you could watch those ideas play out in a, in a kind of, like, meaningful system and then see what the good ones were. And the NFL potentially can then use that as something to learn from which of course they're not going to but we can hope they will it also gives undrafted free agents a chance because like say they go to the xfl and prove themselves to be able to play at at least some standard of professional football it's like another stepping stone other than college football to get you into the league i think i think the real <clears throat> the real uh, turning point for the xfl with regards to that is going to be um it's it's twofold one is going to be when um, high school prospects start going to straight to the XFL to get paid rather than going to college for three years to earn nothing and potentially get injured and never play another game. There was life. a guy, a guy played for yeah. the who's who was drafted by the Panthers this year. He done two years yeah. of college, one year of the well, sadly not a year of the XFL, <laughs> yeah. and then got drafted by the the Panthers. Yeah. So there is yeah, also yeah, the, word about them getting the other, paid at college, like earning that they are allowed the rights to their own image and likeness. Because like that whole but thing, that, Trevor that's, Lawrence that's did. That's not. That's not the same as actually. Oh, of being course, it doesn't. No, but for the work that they're doing, which, like, let's be honest, these are these are players on teams that make boatloads of money for these oh, universities, yeah. who then turn around and act as if they are fucking gods, like, you know, holiest angels for allowing them to uh, get room and board and oh we gave them we gave them a, a scholarship so that they can come here where they're going to have no time to actually study properly for a degree because they're spending 24 hours a day doing football stuff that we want them to do 
for us to make money off of. And yeah. meanwhile, maybe maybe after four years, they'll have a degree in communications or whatever the fuck. Like, like very few of these people are are you know doing pre med. Like uh, this, this is not this is not an educational outreach program. This is a financial investment that these places are making, which they are doing. I mean, it's the whole thing is that South Park sketch. Which one? Enlighten us, Connor. You'll know the one. I'm, you'll know the one I'm talking about, Connor. Yeah, I, pr- I probably where, um, will, but I don't know which one you're on about. <laughs> it's, it's it's the one where it's the one where Cartman. Uh, Cartman goes to talk uh, to the um, the chairman of like what is it the NCAA or something? Oh like that. yeah, and uh, and, uh, <laughs> and ah, the guys talking to him about student, student athletes. athletes. <laughs> <laughs> you got some mad fine sleeves here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. fuck! It's it's it, the whole thing is 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 rotten. Well, and it should be burned down. These guys should be paid for the work that they do. Well, they also released like a kind of financial breakdown of all the sports at one university and it was like other than like soccer and American football and basketball, the rest of them near enough make a loss on the amount of money they bring in. So basically the American football pays for the rest of the sports and the rest of the scholarships they give out, which yeah. isn't right either, but it's it's insane how much money it makes. Moving As on to said, more the- positive Yet oh, negative just, news. Just oh, that was a fantastic. That was a great show. segue into what we were going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Oh, all right, go I on, just, Nick. I just, I just want to mention as well. The other thing that could happen with the NFL is you could see players that are past their best, um, who cannot maybe get a deal in the NFL. Maybe, maybe they go and play a year in the XFL. XFL is only paying get... like a normal man's salary, though. So yeah, I don't know if that's worth getting your. Fucking three years off your life by taking a head injury. You know, maybe you see Tim Tebow or whatever. Go, go, uh, go, play some reps. Maybe Colin Kaepernick gets in. Antonio Brown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Brown is just, just captain CTE the ball. at the stage. Uh, Antonio Brown would just get handed the ball, at the snap, and just run for a touchdown. Yeah, every he would play. play every position. He'd even kick off. Uh, He'd the snap the ball to himself. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like snap I said, the ball to an empty patch of grass and walk back and pick it up. Like I said, in more negative yet sadly positive news, there yes. have been some corona coronavirus breaks in the NFL. Uh, it's corona time. Some players, obviously, a lot of players are off <laughs> tonight. Off, a lot of players are off tonight. Uh, a lot of players are now put on like COVID lists, as in they may have been. Yeah. Uh, they may it's have, like a may track have and trace type thing. Test the positive yeah. of it or Diagnosed been in contact. Or, or exposed to yeah. COVID-19. People with COVID. Uh, so in the good news, Doug Peterson has it. In the bad news, Matthew Stafford. Oh, <laughs> I'm actually worried about Doug Peterson making it out of it alive. Uh, I think he should be grand. Yeah, he's, he's, he's still coaching. He's an older guy. Yeah. He's an older guy. Like, this, is, this isn't... To actually worry it for him. That's not funny. That's not funny. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> well, Doug Peterson uh, has last night he was announced that he was uh, he got it, but he says he's also still going to be coaching, but he'll just be doing it at a distance and maybe over. <laughs> I would hope it was a big fucking distance. So we're assuming that it's, he might be an asymptomatic date, but he's still positive. Yeah. He can um, he can have one of those um, one of those little like robot thingies that has an iPad strapped to the top of it that kind of like is on two little treadmill things that kind of runs around. And yells at people over Zoom. In all fairness to Doug Peterson too, I know we're worried because he's an old man, but Boris Johnson is an utter baked potato and he got over it. <laughs> like yeah, maybe. But Boris, Boris was fucking touch and go. Aye, well, 
even then, that's impressive for that fucking thing to survive that. Aye. So Doug's fine. It's mad that uh, Doug Peterson actually looks a bit like an eagle. Just looking at photos. He looks, he looks like, like Sam the Eagle. Times. He does. He looks like Sam the Eagle off the Muppets. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Um, yeah. In other news, uh, other people who have come down with Corona. Uh, the entire Detroit Lions team has got it, a.k.a. Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Has been <laughs> diagnosed with coronavirus. Um, Matthew Stafford has a wife that recently had a brain tumor removed. And, and also it. has four four wee girls under the age of four. Hilariously, each of them have names that all could also be applied to boys. So he is not yet convinced he doesn't have one boy. Uh, <laughs> he's hoping. <laughs> so this he is, is a man hoping. in denial. Yeah, I could do it. Too. Wants, he wants to play catch out in the yard, and it's not. Uh, if I can give four thousand plus yards on multiple seasons with the Lions, I can have a boy. He's fucking injecting him with like testosterone. <laughs> Just praying. <laughs> oof. Um, <laughs> you just oofed yourself. <laughs> yeah, that was oof worthy. I'm, uh, I'm going to leave that one on the, on the floor where it landed. Um, so yeah, yeah he's uh, Gardner Gardner Minshew as well. He doesn't have it. He was put on the list. list. He was put on oh, the list. I'd be I'd be shocked that a man like himself has not caught it, especially since he is in the hot pot. The, the hot pot of it in Florida at the moment uh, I say it's almost yeah, better to get it that, now uh, than obviously in a month's time Jacksonville, the city of Jacksonville is probably just one big positive test it's, yeah. Jacksonville is just all just one big positive around in the air in yeah. downtown Jacksonville and they came back positive and they're like yeah. alright fine we're it's done, like we're you done get, what would you get downtown you got waffles and waffle houses and coronavirus that's all that Jacksonville is <laughs> known for Waffle houses, coronavirus, jet skis, alligators. Blake Bortles, fanboys. You know. Blake Bortles, Jason Mendoza. Yeah. Bortles was the perfect view. people dance cruise. It's crazy that you could go from Blake Bortles, the perfect quarterback for Jacksonville, to an even more perfect quarterback <laughs> in Gardner <laughs> Menchie. But yeah. I, I think, uh, do you think Jacksonville are just role-playing? Maybe. It would be a very, it would be commitment to the bit, to the highest degree, if Jacksonville are just goofing. <laughs> so well, this could be, uh, it could be a sign of further yeah. things to come, or it might be uh, just a warning sign for the, the NFL league. to get their bloody act together and maybe play mm-hmm. in a bubble. They, they do need, they do need to get the act their act together. I mean, because there, there was, there was this whole deal with them, the fact that people are like opting out. Um there was a there was a story that came out uh, recently that the league wants to move up the deadline for opting out. They want yeah. to significantly move up the deadline <laughs> because they're worried of all the players opting out, which is not a great look for the league. Um, it also shows kind of a general lack of having their shit together in any way, um, and it's also kind of it's kind of worrying um, because they're they're also kind of impugning the motives of a lot of the players who are opting out. I mean, there was a thing where they were saying that they were worried that um, players are opting out just because they think they might get cut, so they're going to opt out and take the payout. Mm. Like it's it's, that seems it's solid. kind of it's kind of like ridiculous to be to be worrying about like there may be one or two people who might be in that boat, and then there are like actual scores of people who have family members in precarious situations who are genuinely scared for their their loved ones. Um, Bill Belichick was uh, was asked about this recently. Um, he was asked whether or not he thought that it was whether you know he was like 
what his opinion was, I suppose, on um, on players and the Patriots opting out because there were several of them who've done so. Uh, and he uh, he said he was a very supportive. He said that he respected it, that he uh, he um, was a, is a totally supportive of uh, of what them them doing what they needed to do. Which as he crossed again, out their names of, and underscored them by saying <laughs> trade to the Browns and Jets. <laughs> no, I mean t- to me to me that that does kind of like it kind of um, puts a line under this whole idea that this is some kind of some kind of like Bill Belichick master plan to uh, get his own season. Yeah. In the weirdest way possible, mm. it's just kind of daft. So, yeah. Sadly, as well with the quality of like quarterbacks <clears throat> that went out, like the the NFL is not going to care if Matthew Stafford doesn't play because he because he plays for the Lions. Play anyway. He plays for the Lions. If if like one of their one of their uh, special boys, Patrick Mahomes or Russell Wilson gets injured or goes out with it, the league will be stopped. Just like that, yep. be, oh Jesus! This actually no implement some stuff. In the league, Connor. Hmm? That's people who normally make an appearance every week. But well, Mahomes had a spell of injury, but I mean, did Matthew Stafford have like Wilson. seven years of playing every game? No, did no, actually, not Matthew. I'm wrong. Sorry, it was about nine years. <laughs> he had the longest active streak in the NFL. Yeah, but recently he keeps getting hurt. Not He's, his been injured. He's been injured. Eli Manning. He's been injured for eight Manning games. At one point, have the longest active streak. Aye, but then he, I, uh, I think, towards the end of the 2017 season, he got replaced for one game by Geno Smith. By by Geno Smith. Because <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Stafford is like the least injury prone QB in the oh, league. That's so funny. Because that 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 coach, I'm forgetting his name. Ben McAdoo. Oh, ben McAdoo. He almost got fired just for that reason. Like. I would not be surprised if he hadn't benched Eli for that game if he'd still have the job. <laughs> because it just pissed everyone off so much. Yeah, Ben McAdoo's so the type of guy to use Vaseline was. instead of hair gel. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. the type of... That's a great fucking discovery. Moving on to more positive and well-run organizations. The NBA bubble has been a roaring success so far. Uh, it's looking good. The games have been honestly fantastic. You've had some great games like the Mavs and the, the Houston Texans. You had the Portland Trail Blazers against the Milwaukee Bucks. Wasn't the Milwaukee Bucks? Oh my God, I'm blanking. The Celtics. Celtic till I die. Um, then you had uh, even like last night. That uh, speaking of the Milwaukee Bucks, they just got beat by the Houston Rockets and their midgets who are only six foot five, apparently <laughs> playing small ball. And it's all yeah. it's all going really well. Uh, hilariously, though, the reason they seem to have this expanded race to the playoffs might be because everyone thinks they want Zion Williamson to be in the in the playoffs. They want to make an effort, a concentrated effort, to get him in and let them win because they were looking really well up until then. But obviously, yeah. in the three or so so months that there's no been no NBA, Zion Williamson has apparently been sitting, been sitting on the couch eating Twinkies. Uh, between breaths because <laughs> he had a bit of an Ndombele situation he, he must have because he has come on and he has played half an hour total in the two games uh, they were what two points down to like Utah in yeah. a must win game yeah. and he was on the bench but you can see the way he's run around he doesn't you hear people like saying oh he glides across the court no 
Ndombele. Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson just stomps. He's got this weird gait and he's heavier. He's like an overweight child. I would love him. to see Jose Mourinho coaching an NBA team. He would treat them the same. Imagine him just creaking his neck to look up at them all. Just like. Imagine being a dickhead to somebody who towers over you like that. Him standing on his step stool to, to be kind of vaguely eye level, saying like, "What's just going on with this? I have nothing to say. Oh. This performance was bad." Yeah, well, think of the fragile egos the NBA players have, <laughs> and he would that tear would be them shattered. To <laughs> he would, he would have their number in seconds. He would destroy them. <laughs> oh. But you know, the Pelicans have been a hilarious disaster. NBA needs Zion yeah, for ratings, and they're like, yeah, we're just going to put him on the bench. Lad, get in the trade. They're sitting down in 11th place with a uh, win percentage at the moment of uh, 4.424, which is, uh, I guess, uh, just under 0.5 shy of the Grizzlies, or just, I don't know, just over point, uh, 0.5 shy of the Grizzlies. Uh, they're behind the Trailblazers as well, and the Trailblazers are such a better team. Yeah, the Trailblazers are are better. Um, the Grizzlies can probably hold on to this because they're not honestly like too far away from um, from wrapping things Aye. up. Ja um, Morant is the true rookie of the year because he can actually stay and, on the court, unlike Zion. Yeah, yeah, and and the other thing as well is that that's the only spot left to play for um, in the the Western Conference. So, yeah. so far, uh, the way the playoffs look in the Western Conference, you've got uh, Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Rockets, Jazz, Thunder, uh, Mavericks, and for now, Grizzlies, but subject to change, maybe we'll see. Uh, sure. In the Eastern we'll Conference, see. Yeah. the Milwaukee Bucks at number one. Uh, is that like, two straight years now, I think? Aye, uh, two straight years. Did the Raptors, yeah. Giannis is going to uh, win a second Raptors, MVP. The Raptors were second again last time, weren't they, maybe? Um, yeah, so the Bucks, Bucks in first seed, Raptors, uh, Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Pacers, uh, 76ers, Magic, and the Brooklyn Nets look like maybe getting in with a shout, uh, although they have not clinched their position yet. They still have uh, stuff to play for. Yeah. And with, uh, potentially the, Kevin Durant uh, is not in the bubble. Uh, your other boy, who I'm blanking on his name for some reason, is not in the bubble. Like, who am I blanking Kyrie on? Irving? Irving, Jesus. Is it Kyrie yeah. Irving? He is not bothered with it. No, he's... He, I mean, Kyrie Irving thinks the earth is flat, so he's, he's got his... Yeah. He probably doesn't think it actually happened. <laughs> the, the earth is flat and COVID-19 is a, just a prank. It's all a prank, bro. You see how well the, the bubble is working as well. Why can't the NFL just rent out a, a state? They could very easily. Like, what, what's Nebraska doing these days? What's Idaho doing? Well, they got all they these got universities, all these universities that are, are you know, at this point, kind of hard up for cash, that have these giant football stadiums that they can't use at the moment, that have got problems with maybe uh, are they going to be able to teach classes, uh, you know, come the fall, uh, you know, maybe maybe go to. One of these places, I don't know. Maybe Boise State needs some money. Maybe you could sit oh, in there. Oh, we we a, need oh, in the blue field. We need. I was going to say like blue mountains there. We just need like everyone to go <laughs> back to college and have one of them like a two week a uh, two week show 
I'm just finishing there. <laughs> they do like the NBA instead of like having all the they they try and like finish all it all very quick. So they have all these finals. NFL games like two days apart from each other. That would be impossible. Oh, People would mess. die. Like, <laughs> like the, you cannot do that. Standing for the rings. No, it's it's unfortunately not really super possible. But no, it, I do think that the NFL is going to get to a point where they have to realize that they are clowning with their potential to actually have any kind of league at all um, in uh, 2020. And if they keep this up, then there isn't going to be an NFL in 2020 and they are going to be out a significant amount of money and it's going to seriously mess with the sport for potentially years to come. That's why it's worth them just putting it off. No, but they've, they've basically, they've had all this time. They've had a fucking world of time to you know bring out contingency plans give guidelines um you know give kind of like um updated uh updated information to players on what they should do um how they should be behaving whether or not they should be you know performing certain activities like having fucking birthday parties with 30 people in your house <laughs> dak um you know all these other things it's, uh, it's just amazing to me how much Dak sounds like Dick. In, I don't know how Scott. he's the only, he's one of the ones <laughs> escaping this. How has he not got uh, COVID when he's broken everything? Do you think Doug Peterson actually, Do you think Doug Peterson actually got it because he was in there spying? <laughs> uh, maybe he was invited. Just so, use the same call. Well, this is why this is why the Rocks maybe, bought the XFL. Know, maybe, maybe Dak. As as uh, as Dak Prescott's dad, it might be reasonable for him to invite Doug Peterson to his birthday. Like I tried to say. So this is why the the Rock has bought the XFL. He is sensing the opportunity to take advantage as the NFL just shatters in the dust. And the oh, Rock will become the, uh, the god emperor of the planet by being the only football uh, organization going. And then yeah, president. 20, 2024, 2024, the Rock versus Kanye. Oh, that's what you want to see. Be that would be amazing. I would, it, it would be terrible would be, but amazing it would be really bad for a number of reasons but I definitely know who I'd be picking in that situation I think the Sharks would physically fight oh, that I'd is, be choosing be the, the one that thought. wasn't a professional wrestler Nick and actually was a politician for a bit no he wasn't no, he was there for about two weeks there um, <laughs> that's not being a politician so it's being a fucking failure. Uh, before we go, uh, the final final news. I thought it was uh, very nice of uh, in the Formula One of Mercedes to pay tribute to uh, Leicester's season. <laughs> uh, starting off really well, and then the wheels fell off. Literally. No, that, that, we had the we had over the over the weekend there. We had the British Grand Prix at Silverstone, the first of two races that are going to be happening at Silverstone. So the next one is actually just next week. So they're going to be back on track uh, as of uh, Friday, uh, Friday morning. Uh, then, of course, you know, standard qualifying on Saturday, race on Sunday. And the next one's going to be called the 70th Anniversary Grand Prix, which is a stupid name. But they couldn't just call it the British Grand Prix because they've already had one. Um, yeah, so it was it was a pretty decent race. Um, but coming into this, we had a little bit of a little bit of um, a spice thrown in when one of the drivers for uh, Racing Point, uh, Sergio Perez, uh, goes by Checo sometimes. Uh, Checo uh, tested positive. Well, he first had an inconclusive test and then they just, they were like, okay, we'll have to test you again. And they tested him again and he came back positive that time for coronavirus. 
um, after the two weeks between the Hungarian Grand Prix and the British Grand Prix. And in that time, he has been to Mexico um, for various reasons. Um, allegedly, um, it has something to do with, um, uh, depending on who you believe, either uh, his below. mother being ill, his mother being ill, uh, which is one reason, or um, you know, being on holiday, which is another reason. And I, I do think that there is some legitimacy to like why he was there. But there are also um, people saying that his wife may have been posting some things on Instagram which didn't look terribly like uh, good social distancing behaviour. Uh, he was also in Italy for some point uh, on, on some kind of a trip. Um, so he's not exactly been uh, sitting at home eating his Rice Krispies and watching, you know, reruns of Dexter. Uh, it's uh, it's been a, an eventful few weeks for the lad, but the upshot of all that is that he is now missing two Grand Prix because he can't compete, or he didn't compete in this one. Why he would, can't compete in the next one either. Why would someone do that to themselves and watch reruns of Dexter? <laughs> Dexter made Game of Thrones look like it look like it had a good finale. Like the, <laughs> like the final season of Game of Thrones is a masterpiece compared to what happened to Dexter. I guess it depends whether or not you rate a show for the quality of the the finale or just the quality of the journey. Yeah, well, no, the journey well, was also like, still better. <laughs> imagine Dexter was like you're driving a cor- you're driving a nice uh, car for the most part. You're driving and it's got yeah. like it's a, a convertible, the hood's down, it's all nice and sunny, and then the last half of the journey is just a shit share. Literally, just lumps of poo falling in the car for hours and years on end, <laughs> and that is how you can describe the Dexter. At least Game of Thrones, it was like they, it was chaos at the end. It was like, oh, we're kicking you in the nutsack, but you're also on a roller coaster. So, <laughs> why is that better than? <laughs> I prefer that than being rained on shit for hours. At least Game of Thrones was over like that. Anyway. Yeah. So, so what oh, happened with this guy? Because, he's, because he has coronavirus, um, he then has to wait a minimum of ten days. But it depends on when he, you know, when he retests and can be tested negative and cleared. But it's a minimum of ten days, so he's at the very least going to miss the next Grand Prix as well. He might also miss um, the one that's happening not this week, but next week um, in Spain. So there's a possibility that he could miss three on uh, from this. But hopefully he's cleared by then. But in the meantime, um, the uh, the former Renault uh, Force India slash McLaren, he's, he's kind of been around a bit, uh, former Renault driver Nico Hulkenberg, who didn't have a seat this year, the incredible uh, was just kind of chilling, in, chilling at home uh, in Monaco, uh, got a call up then uh, from the lads at Racing Point saying, we need a driver sharpish, can you get over here? You know, basically like, my parents aren't home, do you want to come do a race? Uh, and he was uh, out the door like a shot. Came over, had his seat fitted, had his race kit sorted out, you know, got his overalls, had his name put up on the billboards and things. Uh, it was all grand. He was all ready to go. And then uh, 20 minutes before uh, the race is supposed to start, when the lads are meant to drive their cars out to the grid, uh, engine won't go on. I thought that was so sad. <sighs> Like that was very sad. hilarious. That was rough. It's why you kind of hope your man rough. stays out this weekend, give him a run at the track. But right. yeah, no, I, I, I want to, I want to see him actually like have a good race um, this weekend because it was just so upsetting. So like after he's he's not had a seat this year, 
He's already like missing most of the All season. Right, we're going to need to. He, I'm he, sorry. He gets a chance. We might need to wrap this up because now my brother is about to break yes. in the room, even though I'm doing this podcast for well, some reason. Yeah, I don't know what much he can say. Hamilton and now he can hear me, and he stopped trying to push Missing, and yeah. he's still trying. No, but the 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 race the race was fairly uneventful. Um, uh, from Daniel, the I'm doing start, something. There was <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, I'm sorry. No, but yeah, the, the 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 main events of the race are basically that close-ish to the start, um, Alex Albon tries to go up the inside of Kevin Magnussen, uh, massively shunts him off the track. Uh, Magnussen's car has now got three wheels and is in a patch of gravel. Um, and so while they're taking that off, there's a safety car that comes out, bunches the field up altogether. Um, and the teams all kind of decide that, like, okay, if we go in for a pit stop now, we're going to save some time. So everyone goes in and pits for hard tyres, uh, hoping that they'll last out for the rest of the race. Narrator voice, they don't. Um, and then, um, and then we basically have the train going along. So you've got Hamilton, uh, and then Bottas, then Verstappen, then Leclerc, then some variation of like Sainz, Norris, Ricardo, Grosjean, and Ocon, and, and Stroll, kind of like. In, in amongst that uh, well, there with Vettel kind of like sadly hanging on in, in 10th in his Ferrari which was a bit uh, we just got a race for him. we got a cut to the just because for the most part it was a really dull race end. and it, then it chaos kind of, hit yeah from from about lap like 10 when all the commotion happened until about lap 48 or something like that out of 52 it was quite dull not much was happening. There was a few overtakes in the midfield, but that was it. And then right at the the death of it, um, all of a sudden, Bottas's tyre goes. It just, just explodes. Um, and it is now uh, pieces of rubber being drummed around. And we're thinking, oh, crap, what's happening now? So Bottas then drops way down, loses all his positions. It's yeah. like out of the top 10. And then not too long after that, uh, Lewis Hamilton and Carlos Sainz both also lose their front their uh, their front left tires, same tire on on all three cars. They just blow. Uh, Carlos Sainz uh, dips down. I think uh, completely out of the points. I'm not sure about. That. I, th- I think he gets completely out of the points. Meanwhile, Hamilton, uh, in a stunning real life adaptation of cars, manages to limp home. Uh, he gets he gets back to the finish line to win the Grand Prix uh, with five seconds to spare yeah. over Verstappen who he had gaining a, on him the, he, massively quickly he needs to thank Red Bull for stopping and uh, changing the tyres yeah he was going before. for fastest yeah. lap and then <laughs> yeah that was that was a decision which I think Red Bull are going to be um, going over for some time uh, to come but in hindsight it probably was the one it, you have to do most of the time it it, yeah. it it was probably it, I would say in most races that's the right decision. The problem here is that they they knew that this problem existed with the tires. They knew that it wasn't isolated to just Bottas, and they knew that Hamilton had been complaining about his tires. And if they look on the onboards, which they can do from the pit wall, they can see that his tires massively graining. Mm. Yeah. So f- for me, there that's the wrong decision. Now there is an element of they didn't want Verstappen's tire to blow up as well. But I, I just have to think take to the risk. position like that. But how hard he'd have dice. had to drive to catch that up with on them tires well, anyway. If if he hadn't if he hadn't pitted, 
he would have finished like 15 seconds ahead of Hamilton. Mm. He would have caught him like because Hamilton was going really slowly then around the lap. Like he was doing the slowest laps of anyone at the end there yeah. because he was basically on three wheels. You hate this. Where does Hamilton get all the bloody luck? Well, I, th- I think at some point that's not. He, he got bad. It cancelled out. It was like an uh, offset. He got, he got. I mean, it's one of those things where like he's he's unlucky that his tyre blew out but he's also lucky that he was able to finish the race with it and he's lucky that it didn't blow out when he was going yeah, around I'll the I'll say it was lucky that his or, one you know, went out before Bo- or after Bottas's but he was driving yeah, easier than Bottas for longer because he was f- that far ahead mm. maybe yeah. so he had won the race earlier yeah God loves so the English the, that's it then the podium the podium finish then ends up being uh, um, Hamilton Verstappen Leclerc yeah. Leclerc just pulling a rabbit out of a hat on this one. No, did, did he not do this literally out. in the first race as well? He did. That he just he, did he managed to exist his way onto the podium. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then uh, Ricardo in fourth, uh, massively good race for him. Um, overtook, uh, I think, two or three places um, in the final laps there. He was about uh, to take over signs as well before yeah. the tyre went. Because yeah. he was devastated by that. Uh, I've become. Norris in the. In fifth. I think we've yeah, become a McLaren fan cast as well. I think I like <laughs> I like Lando Norris and Carlos Sainz relationship more than any. They both seem quite funny. I just I want I want Ricardo to do well. I really like. He's him. for Ferrari next year too. Um, Not Ric- yeah, Sainz, uh, he, Sainz is going to Ferrari and, and Ricardo's Ricardo going, to going to McLaren. Yeah, yeah. So they're um, breaking up the dynamic, yeah, do the. The other the other thing that happens in this is that uh, Gasly in the Alpha Tori, which is basically the like the second division Red Bull car, uh, finished ahead of Alex Albon in the uh, in the other Red Bull. So Verstappen finishes second, Albon finished like eighth or something. Yeah, um, not a great showing for him. Uh, similarly, Vettel finishing like tenth. ninth or tenth yeah. or whatever. Um, with mm. Leclerc so uh, finishing third, if, if, not a good look either. If Vettel is because there's rumours that he might be retiring this uh, this year. Is he kind of just limping? Yeah, he's out of Ferrari. Yeah, is he just limping towards the end? Yeah, he, he just wants to Maybe. be safe. Maybe because he didn't I mean, really race until Bottas fail. No, he's been he's been complaining about the car. Um, he's been complaining about the the setup and like he he, he can't find a consistent setup with the car. Mm. That you know on on Saturday the car is behaving one way and then in the race it's behaving differently and he can't figure out what, what the issue is well, and what's going on. We'll find out um, by the end of the... It's also true that Ferrari have designed a bit of a shit Yeah, we, we can year. find out by the end of the year whenever he just, at the start, he, he just hits the reverse instead. <laughs> Everyone else will score. He's, he's just going backwards. But, all right, lol. <laughs> He'll do what I do in video games and go back and just try and destroy yeah, the winners. Stable the leaders. <laughs> all right. He's, he's just—you just see him, just aiming his car into Leclerc's every opportunity. All right. Just oh, sorry, didn't see you there. Uh, so we're gonna end that here. Next oh, time yeah. you see us or hear us or whatever, you will hear stuff about fantasy football. You. I'm also considering doing a video, lol, of a uh, guide to fantasy. It'll be uh, definitely an unoriginal take, but. Bollocks date. I'm not about being original around here. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna try. I need my. I need encouragement from Matthew and Nick to actually do it, which will be a uh, thing. Ah no, you'll be grand. Oh Jesus no. <laughs> we need to. We need to kind of like 
spirit energy like raise our hands in unison and kind of chant for yeah we'll just put a spirit bomb and each motivation to I mean, the NFL might not happen for the most chance. For the for the most part, the podcast for the next month will just be me going over fantasy and guiding yeah. Nick and Matthew to their much needed fantasy help. Even though we were the two finalists, uh, you were, <laughs> but you also Excuse have me. only been in one playoff in the past Aye, three and years. I, I got which is to the insane. final. It's so easy to get the playoffs. Well, Matthew lumped to the fucking final. And got absolutely this year, obliterated. This year, I sprinted to the final, then left to the finish. Matthew, <laughs> if you didn't, if if Sarah somehow didn't beat uh, your boy, Jeremy, was it in the last day? You wouldn't have made the final. I would have a hundred percent made no, the final because you would have played Nick in the semi-final and you would have got destroyed. I but my points in the semi-final were much higher. I think I had the highest no, points you would, in the no, semi-final. No, I have gone through this. I have thought to myself, I had more points than Jeremy. So I would have made it to the final and I would have got I the, the honour of being a If your granddad she'd have shaved and that's how we're going to finish it. I'm just saying you just got you got lucky, Matthew. You're a bit of a, uh, bit of a fraud when it comes to fantasy. Easy to to blame. It's easy to blame luck when you can't anyone, get to the final. It's easy. I mean, all right, well. Anyone in that season's playoffs was just destined to fall before the, the undefeatable CMC and Lamar. I'll say as well, though, that You'll find out that the draft isn't everything because while Nick did make some good drafts, he also drafted Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster with his second yeah, and third most valuable did. picks. So the, the draft is not everything. And uh, one bit of advice for Matthew before I go: the Seattle Seahawks will not be the, the Seattle Seahawks defense will not be a round one team this year. That was the first ever pick I made, and Connor's embarrassed that I outdrafted him every year since. So let's is, just is that why it. I won the second year? <laughs> Yeah, you won the second year because I decided Connor needs one final yeah, year before it? I get my name. And he I've made the playoffs final every year. year. Yeah. Well, you just you, you weren't in the final last year. Yeah. So I yeah, was so as good not, as you, Matthew, you, last year. Well, were you? Because I got yeah. further. See, Connor, it's in. I had a, I had a worse the Lions team. I had a worse as team. The Seahawks. It's it's like I was Sheffield oh, because United you drafted last year. Early, Connor. And I had all Why would we take advice from someone who has a worse team? And yet I did better with my squad. Did you, you know, with I your was superpower squad? I think I was above you it's in the standings then I got further. That's so what I'm, saying. I, I'm Sheffield. You're like Man City. So I'm better. So you're I did. No, I did. Wrong. Compared to what my squad, I did a lot better. I yeah, had so much bad luck with injuries squad. and That's people falling out. And just stupid oh, luck, you know. And then Matthew comes guy. along and goes, Oh, who the who? Jameis Winston in the final. Jameis Winston was a great pick. He was 30 Same. points a week for three weeks before that. Aye. But you fucked up. That's all that matters. But did I get there, Connor? Matthew, you, you're barely a, you're barely at Duncan's level in fantasy. We're starting here. I'm We're above barely all there. Of these. I'm just below this Nick. I'll cut. concede it that Nick is better, but that's the one. Hi, you can probably concede that about seven or eight people's better. Uh, you could probably <laughs> also say that. What? Where does that put you, Connor? If you're below me, well, I'm the only two-time champion. I'm but just that's saying. easy to say when you've been in it much longer than me. I've been out of the same amount of years as you. Longer, I you've you done a year or two before me. That's I did a, a practice. No, I did a practice uh, uh, one year where one year there was three hundred and sixty-five full no, days. Matthew, shush. There was four people <laughs> in the entire league, and the playoffs had four people enter. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's an extra year's experience, Connor. It's it was it really wasn't. You get toppled. And this is why this is why people need videos. 
like uh, my fantasy yeah. advice video. And how you've just said it. you had a worse team, which we will absolutely make. <laughs> which I, I will absolutely make. I'm Matthew, you could learn a thing or two, and we'll leave it there. Connor, Everyone, I ignore you every week and do better. Matt, Matthew, talk over my exit. <laughs> Jesus. I thought you had to be just, somewhere, Matthew. Go drive out to the hills of Donegal. Wait, that's not that's not like slagging me off. That's actually true. I'm going I'm going to Donegal. He does, but he's that? choosing an argument with me overtaking his wee sister. Yeah, out because there this is more at important. Some party to say goodbye to your longtime friend. Yes, that's the type. That's the type why, of person who drafts the Seahawks defense in the round one. Why does this seem All like right, you're we'll trying to make fun of me here? Because we'll it's not working for the next pod. I you choose, can find guys. us here and at, there uh, at different podcast uh, spots, such as Spotify. Apple Podcasts, get us on Twitter, get us on our website, XFL for Life. <laughs> our life keeps continuing. XFL for Life is the Twitter handle. The website is worldofnosport.com. The Instagram is at worldofnosport. The email is worldofnosport at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to go on Twitter and you don't want to type in XFL for Life because it's understandable, you can search World of No Sports because Connor put an S on it because he's a Muppet. I yep. am. Alright, that's a goodbye from uh, from All of us. our podcast where two thirds of us are fantasy winners. Alright, goodbye. <laughs> Keep our quiche. Bye. Bye. Cheerio. Bye.